Professional, your weekly Evo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 76. Uh, currently, we are sitting on the 4th of July weekend. I'm out here on my front porch. Uh, enjoying all the beauty that's all around here in Southern California days before it starts heating up. This week is going to start getting really hot, uh, which I do not enjoy. I do not enjoy that, but I can't complain uh, because we have the ocean that's near. We've got these beautiful mountains that I can just see out here to my left. So I have nothing to complain about, Uh, but I hope you had a a wonderful 4th of July weekend wherever you are. Um, Again, thank you so much for those of you who are listening, subscribing, and sharing. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, It's been really helpful, and it's really nice to see other people kind of get involved and listen in. So excited about that. And just another reminder that uh, I have a Patreon page. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. And if you feel so inclined, you can make a little donation there. There's some extra bonus things, like I'll send you some devotionals. There's some one-on-one phone call stuff. There's all kinds of things on there. So if you'd like to do that, Awesome. Would love to uh, connect with you in that way and honestly just appreciate the support. Our passage for today is Psalms 84, 1 through 2, and it says this. Yes, faints for your courts, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Um, the I think I've said it multiple times, but the ocean for me is my sanctuary. Uh, This front porch is a sanctuary, but for me, um, going down to the ocean, uh, being down there in the water, um, it is a special place for me to be. It's not just that I get to go surf. It's not just being outside. It's not just the air and the wind. Like I, I genuinely feel like I'm in the presence of God when I'm in the ocean. And there's all kinds of things. When I slow down a bit and realize what's going on, I genuinely um, sense his embrace. I don't know if you have, have you ever felt the embrace of God? I feel that in the ocean. When I jump in the ocean, it's almost like I call it like a divine hug. It's almost like I can feel God just giving me a hug and saying, look around at this creation. Isn't it beautiful? I did this for you to enjoy. Uh, These waves that are coming in, I did it and I knew that you were going to love this and that this was going to be a place that you and I connected. And and so I created this for my glory, but also for your enjoyment. And so enjoy. I sense that out in the ocean. I see all the other surfers that are out there and and uh, have conversations with them. And I think, wow, this is so cool. It's like, it's like church out there a little bit, right? And then a lot of times like a turtle will pop up or I'll see a dolphin, right? Or fish around me. Amazing, right? There's something about the ocean for me that I just sense that I'm in the presence of the living God and that he loves me and he sees me um, and I experience his presence. David, uh, as you know, David has no problem expressing his desire, the, re- the writer of a psalm, expressing his desire 
for this intimacy with God. He's wanting and desiring to feel his presence, a tangible presence. And so he writes this soul psalm. He writes this soul psalm to help, uh, to, for him to uh, say out loud what he desires and what he desires from the Lord. But then he also is saying it for us to be able to hear and understand and go, do I feel that? Do I sense God's presence? Uh, and do I long for that type of intimacy and relationship with, with him? You know, the intimacy in this passage, I have to be honest, is super, super inspiring. I think I desire that. I, I've had moments of it in my life, but this feels like just a deep longing, a deep longing for the presence of God. And so he's, he's talking about this intimacy that he desires to have with God. But if I'm real honest, I'm not sure I've ever talked to God this way, right? I never talked to him about my soul longs and faints for your courts, my heart and flesh, <laughs> like they sing for joy. Like he's talking about his whole being, his whole body, internal, external, everything is craving the presence of God. I can be honest. I'm not sure I've ever uh, prayed this prayer or prayed that type of prayer. I, re- I remember a quote. One of my uh, favorite books is uh, a book called Practicing the Presence of God. If you ever want to dig into a book, it's only about, I don't know, maybe 120, 130 pages. But for me, it's one of those books I go back to and back to him back to. And the guy who wrote it is a guy named uh, Brother Lawrence. And he has a quote in the book that has always made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it is really beautiful. And he says this, my uh, most unusual method is this simple attention, a such and such a general passion regard to God, to whom I find myself often detached with greater sweetness and delight than that of an infant at at an infant at the mother's breast, so that if I dare use the expression, I should choose to call this state the bosom of God. For the inexpressible sweetness which I taste and experience there, if sometimes my thoughts wander from it by necessity or infirmity, I am presently recalled by in inward motions so charming and delicious that I am ashamed to mention them. He's talking about intimacy with God, relationship with God, and he relates it back to a child breastfeeding, the connection in which a child feeds. He's talking about that level of intimacy with God, and he talks about, hey, if I get distracted or if something comes up and I forget, I'm recalled back to that place of intimacy, that closeness, that nearness. And then he says, uh, I am presently recalled by inward motions so charming and delicious that I am ashamed to mention them. He's talking about a level of intimacy that, to be honest, I'm not sure I've ever experienced. But this is what David's talking about. This is what Brother Lawrence is trying to help us understand that for many of us, we've just settled. We've just settled for a lackluster relationship with God. We make a commitment to follow him, and we have this overwhelming sense of his presence. And then over a period of time, it just wanes. And David's like, no, 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 don't let it wane. There's so much, there's something so deep. And, and, and as Brother Lawrence would say, delicious that he's offering us and that he wants for us and he cares for us. He wants 
intimacy with us? And do we desire to have intimacy? In my, and I know that word is a scary word for a lot of people because there's a lot of pain that has come out a result of people giving that trust away. But David's like, you're safe. It's a safe place to do that. Brother Lawrence is like, you're safe to give it to God. And he wants to reciprocate. You see, this is the longing of David's heart. And he's inviting the people of God into this kind of intimate longing for divine union. So the thing I've been working through here on the front porch is this. Why is it so hard for me? Why do I struggle so deeply? And I, I talked a little earlier about some of those things. There's just pains and hurts. Um, I think there's some other things as well. Um, I, as I started working through this, I started to think that there's this sense in each and every one of us of survivalism. And so survivalism creates this idea that we're fine, that we'll be okay. Just put your head down and, and keep going, um, but we're fine. Well, I'm fine. I, I mean, God and I are fine. We're fine. Everything's just fine, right? And I think this is one of the greatest lies that the devil would allow us to listen to this level of spiritual contentment, this level of, of going like, it's okay. You know, like if I don't connect or I don't sense his presence, it's fine. It'll pop up one day. And what David's like, no, 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 no. Don't let the evil one whisper that to you. God wants something so much deeper, so much more beautiful with you. Don't just be content with normal. Don't just be content with showing up to church every weekend or praying just these little uh, mealtime prayers or these little one verse devotionals. It's fine, but there's something deeper he's calling us into. I don't know about you, but I desire that. I am desiring that. When I read this passage from David, I'm like, yes, it's what my soul is calling out for. I think the other thing is we tend to be filled by other people. We tend to find that intimacy uh, through, or we think we can find it through other people. We look for other people to fill that up uh, in us. And in reality, as we do that, they become like gods to us. And so I, I have this thought, you know, as Patty and I've been married for over 20 years, 21 years, I think we're going into 22 this year or something like that. Um, that if I look to Patty and I say, you need to fill me up, that's something she can never do. I'm setting her up for failure. I'm setting her up for failure because it's never the place she was to have in my life. That's only something that God can truly give me. And so I'm setting her up for failure. If I look to her and say, you've got to fill up my love bucket. You've got to fill up that, that intimacy bucket to the top. And if you don't, then you must not be the right person or you must not be sacrificing enough. No, it was never her place. That's God's place. That's where he can meet me. He fills me. And now, and, and he meets her. The overflow of that is what we get to benefit from. So the overflow of Patty's intimate relationship with God, I get to benefit from that and, and vice versa. And so for us, I think so easily we settle. So here, I'm going to talk to my single peeps out there. If you're single, you have the greatest opportunity to model this for your married folks to model this level of intimacy because, to be honest, if I'm not careful, Patty can be a gigantic distractor, right? A beautiful, wonderful, thank you, God, distraction. But 
a distraction nonetheless, because if I just allow her to fill me up, then I miss out on this soul level feeling that God wants to give to me. So I think often we become too content with people filling us up. And, and if we're honest, they don't really do a good job, right? They really don't do a good job. They let us down. They, they create hurt and they create pain. And, and so he's going, David's going, no, 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 don't let humans can't fill this up in you. Only God can. Um, the other thing is I, I find that we uh, find this way of approaching God kind of weak, feels kind of weak sauce, like the notebook, you know, like this very romantic, you know, union between God and us where I'm like, you wrote me a note. Oh my gosh. You know, it's called the Bible. You know, it's like, it's like, nah, I'm not in for that. That feels way too, you know, way too freely for me, you know, but this is, this is not the case. This is David fully abandoning himself in, ex- in his expression of love, it is the bravest thing we can do because it's going to cost us everything. It's going to cost us laying down ourselves in order to really, truly embrace this union. So what do we do? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm trying to practice. And I, I don't have to tell you, it's not easy. I have all these distractions all around me. I have this pain from things I've gone through in my past that are constantly whispering in my ears and trying to tell me a different narrative about who God is and about who I am. But what I would say is this, lean in and give up. Our souls, our souls are, 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 I think our souls are thirsty for the love that only God can give. You know, David is uh, teaching us about the posture that we are to come before God with, this posture of longing, this posture for intimacy, a, a, a way in which to say to God, I have pursued after all the other loves in this world and they have fallen short. You know, for David, he has pursued after all these other loves. I, for you and I, we have pursued after all these other loves and to be honest, if we're really honest, and I would encourage you to sit back in this, they've been disappointing. They've caused you more pain than help. So why not go towards the one who truly one created you, but it is the, he is the epicenter of intimacy and he's inviting you and I into that union but we have these hurts and these pains that are resisting. We have these vices that are, 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 are lying to us and telling to us that they'll, they'll fill us up and they won't. Only God can truly give us this. And here's the really beautiful thing, pulling the whole scripture together. Jesus opens the door for us to have this type of intimacy with God. When he dies and he resurrects, he throw, if you remember the temple court, the, 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 the veil rips open as if to say, Come on, come on in. No more, no more sacrifices, no more rituals, just you and me and your souls are longing for it. I've been waiting to create this moment for divine union between humanity and its creator. Come on, but you got to let go and you got to jump in. And he's desiring it so deeply for us. So the, the thought I've been working through is this. Our souls will suffer. Will suffer without receiving the Savior's sufficient love for us. Sufficient's important. It's all-inclusive, like we talked about last week. It's there for us completely. 
and our souls will suffer without it. So the question I've been working in, working through is this, what do you need to give up in order to receive the love of the Father? So Father God, we worship you and we're learning to truly love you. Teach us to lean in and embrace your reckless, beautiful, sacrificial love for us. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you.